Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another edition of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here. Joined once again by Voice of the Loons, Dan Terrar. And Dan, uh, another exciting night and a week of Minnesota United action to talk about. Uh, But first, how are you enjoying this beautiful, gorgeous day in Minnesota? Uh, There's nothing better than, uh, what is this, late summer? Are we going with late summer? Yeah, late summer in Minnesota. Nothing better. Um, And... Uh, we've got a, uh, what a draw and a win to talk about. So yeah, let's go. Yeah. This, uh, this like three week, four week stretch of time is like the reason why we all live in Minnesota, a draw and a win to talk about. And, uh, let's start in chronological order, Dan, let's start off with the draw. Let's get the bad out of the way, badish out of the way, and then we'll get to the good fun stuff. So I, I, you heard this on the broadcast. Anybody who listened to the broadcast yesterday heard this. And I started off the interview with Adrian. He's saying that the Seattle game is tricky to figure out how to how to like analyze it. Because on one hand, it's only the third time you've ever gotten points in a game against Seattle. So congrats for that. And like you take the points when you can get them against Seattle. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's a Seattle team that has struggled mightily of late. They were winless in, I think, their last five. Uh, in all competitions heading into that game. Um, they have struggled to score goals as we saw. Um, and it's just, it's not the time of the year when you need to be, when you can be dropping points, especially at home. So there's that point of it, but so it's kind of one hand, it's kind of just like 50, 50 of how you feel about it. I'm still cup half full that it's still a good thing that you take the points when you can get them and you move on to the next thing. Uh, how did you feel coming out of that game? Well, I, I felt pretty good until we talked to Sean McCauley afterwards, and then it was pretty clear <laughs> that it was bad. Uh, Sean was not happy with the second half. Was the second half of that one? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was it was obvious that they had intended on getting three points, and anything less than that was not satisfactory. So, um, yeah, I going into that match, it was – all right, we're at home. We need to start getting some points at home. We're in the stretch run here of the season. There's 11 matches to go. So it it did feel a little disappointing. And then after talking uh, with Sean in the postgame, it felt a lot disappointing. And uh, the good thing was you knew you had the worst team in the world coming in in just three days. And so you knew there was a chance to uh, make it right. And, and I've always said this, Jonathan, a draw is a draw. Tell me what you're going to do the next match, and I'll tell you whether or not that draw was awful. And to me, you draw with a, a team like Seattle that you've always struggled with. If you go out and win the next match, it's not such a bad draw. Now, if you go out and lose the next one, eh, that was a terrible draw. So it it turned out okay. Um, but this team has to get to the point where we aren't making excuses for losing to teams just because, well, we've always struggled against them. we got to get past that. We want other yeah. teams to say, now we always struggle against Minnesota, and but we're still saying that. So we got to get past that. And and, and by the way, Colorado, uh, I think we've gotten past that because we won earlier this year for the first time ever in Colorado, which is hard to believe. And now we swept the season series, and it was a dominating win. So uh, we are moving forward in some direction. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think the progress in getting starting to take points off these teams that they've struggled against is a good thing. It's yeah. just at this point in the season, obviously a draw will always feel like a loss considering 
where they are in the standings and how tight this race is in the Western Conference. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I wasn't too concerned about the lack of attack. I mean, it's just the thing that we've been dealing with at this point during that game. Obviously, they got better in the Colorado game, and you can kind of take that how you, however you will, considering who the opponent was. But uh, the defense really did impress me against Seattle and against Colorado as well in the fact that in Seattle, against Seattle, they shut down uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz to the point where we barely called his name that night. And I get that he's yeah. older. He's been kind of slumping this season. It has not been the same Raul Ruiz Diaz that we know and that most teams outside of Seattle fear. But outside of him, Nico Ladero didn't really cause too much trouble. He, no. he provided the assist to Yaimar Andrade on the first goal. But outside of that, he didn't really cause much trouble. Jordan Morris was pretty silent for the most part against mm-hmm. Seattle. The defense did a pretty good job uh, against Seattle on, on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, yeah, they really didn't give them many chances. Um, and the guy I was worried, it's funny how Jordan Morris, you mentioned during the broadcast that when we played them back in, was that March or April? I think it was uh, April, yeah. Morris had eight goals. Yep. I mean, goals. we're going, we're going, this guy's golden boot. And so he's at nine now. So, yeah, I mean. that one goal he, since then. It's been crazy. So now the defense was played very well against, uh, and then Andrade, of course, gets the own goal. Um, I, 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 if I haven't mentioned this before, I don't like own goals. <laughs> I, I well, no, I don't. You, who else would you have credited that goal to? Reynoso. Was it going Just, into the back of the net? Same, same, same as they do in the NHL. When 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 a puck goes off of a defender. Uh, to me, what's the difference whether it goes off a defender into the goal or the goaltender into the goal? Yeah, it's still your Fair. goal. Still, Reynoso scored the goal, and and if the def- if the goaltender touches it and goes in, Reynoso gets the goal. So I, I'm not. I'm just not a fan of the way that they call own goals. Uh, I like what they do in in hockey. Is that that would be Reynoso's goal because he he really did put a great shot in on goal. Was it going yeah. in untouched? Maybe not, but. We'll never know for sure. So anyway, well, uh, but you know, it, it, like I said, I, I'll go back to it. I, I thought after that match being that we did not score a goal and we got a draw and our defense played well, I thought, well, this doesn't feel too bad until we got to the post game. And then it was like, oh man, that was awful. So and Sean McCauley um, made us feel bad about it. Suddenly made me realize, <laughs> stop being so damn happy. So, but you know what? I like that because that yeah. means that our coaching staff isn't settling and they aren't you know, content with, eh, we got to draw. No, they were, they were angry. So, um, you know, that was, uh, it was nice to know that you had a match coming up right away on Wednesday after that, because that felt kind of incomplete. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. And let's get to that Sunday or that Wednesday match, uh, at the time of recording last night, uh, Mm -hmm. that match, um, Minnesota playing Colorado, easily the worst team in the league. And uh, after last night's results, the worst team in the league, uh, a team that has scored four goals going into tonight in their last 10 matches. It's now four goals in their last 11, uh, only two in their last eight, now two in their last nine. They have really struggled to score goals to the point where I, I think Minnesota fans feel bad for them a little bit, considering <laughs> considering our woes scoring goals at times. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not been a good turn of form for Colorado, considering what, two years ago, they won the Western Conference. They were the best team in the entire Western Conference, and now they are the worst team in the league. They are hands-on favorite to win the Wooden Spoon, and we saw exactly why. Yes, they put in some good efforts. 
They put yeah. in a good shift last but, night against, <laughs> against the Loons, but they struggled every pretty much everywhere across the field. They they put in a good effort, but the lineup that was put on the pitch should not have well, won an MLS match against anybody. I mean, it was a lineup that said, all right, we're not going to win, but let's see what these young guys can do. Let's see what we've got for the future. They, it was, yeah, it was, it was a sad effort. And the effort, I shouldn't say sad effort. It was a sad lineup. The effort was fine. They, they did what they could. Sam Nicholson, I thought, played uh, pretty decent. And, and uh, what, what's, what was their, where's my sheet? Where's their, what was that defender's name? Um, uh, Gutman. Gutman was outstanding. Yeah. yeah. He played really well. So, but they don't, they're at a point now where uh, technically, I suppose they could still make the playoffs, but they know they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, they've made some moves. They brought in some players that have only played a match or a half a match with them. So they really were just throwing something against the wall last night and yeah. see if it would stick. And it didn't stick, but for for the 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 fact of their team for the club for the coaching staff for the training staff they got a good look at some young players to see what they could do so mm-hmm. um yeah this was a win against a team that if we hadn't gotten the three points it would have been a major disaster yeah this is a very different podcast if they don't come away with all three points last night against oh, yeah. that Colorado team and no uh, i'm not so here i'm not here if i'm not here if they don't win <laughs> You're back on the dock drinking those I'm drinks. Going, I'm on the dock drinking. I'm not here with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wouldn't blame you one bit. Uh, but let's talk, about, let's talk about the offense last night because that's always been one of the big talking points with this team, uh, whether good or bad. Uh, the offense showed up last night. Emmanuel Reynoso scored a penalty kick in the 18th minute, scored again 10 minutes later off a nice assist from Ishmael Tajiri, oh, sort of assist from Ishmael Tajiri Shradi. And then 15 minutes later, Timu Puki scored his first ever Allianz field goal thanks to an actual assist from Timo Puki. Uh, a good night for the offense, a good first 45, specifically for the offense. Yeah, once again, uh, at halftime, up 3-0, and they, you know, and they, they, other than the first five, six minutes where Colorado really came out and pressed, but that's not surprising. They're on the road. They've, they're playing a bunch of young players. They're out there just, you know, just busting their ass, and they're trying to make something happen. So they did start pretty well. But there just wasn't much to it. And uh, and then you get to halftime, and you think, okay, you get a goal or two in the second half, and then you kick back, you, 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 you know, empty the bench or partially empty the bench, and it should be a good night. And, and most of that came true. But then here we are at the end of the match again, and congratulations on the win, Sean. And Sean wasn't a happy man again. And, and, I, and again, I like that because – he wasn't satisfied with a team, you know, dominating for 45 minutes. He was saying, you know what? What about the second 45? We yeah, didn't play very well. And I like that. So it was it was a little bit surprising to me because in the, you know, Wonderwall's playing in the background and you know, yeah. come on, Sean. <laughs> Sean needed a hug. And I couldn't go down there and give him one. So uh, but it was, it was, no, it was a it was a much needed win. Three goals and a half. We don't get that very often. Um, penalty kick goal was great. Um, the pass well, by Tajiri Shradi that that Ooh. freed uh, Puki was was phenomenal. So um, yeah, and and by the way, it's just nice to have a guy uh, like Timu that when he got that ball, 
put a perfect touch on it. And that wasn't an easy goal because the goaltender was coming out at him and, and that could have been a save for Illich, but um, he put a really nice touch on it. So, and, and his reaction afterwards was, was amazing. It wasn't very animated. It was kind of subdued and we don't know Pookie that well. I'm guessing he's not, you know, take your shirt off, slide on my knees kind of guy. He's, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, He's one of those, you know, flatliners, you know, but you could see it. There was relief there. There was clearly relief like, oh, thank you. I needed that. I just wanted to get that done. So um, he was clearly relieved. and It was a nice goal and, uh, and everybody was happy. So, yeah, I don't remember the exact quote uh, from Emmanuel Reynosa to Apple TV last night, but he was asked about the goal by Timu Puki and he said it was good to see uh, that he's scoring again. We need him to score because. It just brings him joy. It brings the team joy. And that's kind of what the team brought him in for is because he is joy. a lethal goal scorer and joy and goals obviously bring want, joy. But also, we all, want joy. Uh, we all do. But also, you, we mentioned a little bit, Ishmael Tajiri Shradi, man, what a start. What a first ever start for the Loons last night. He was a menace against Colorado. He had some incredible runs, used his speed really well, knew where to run uh, that caused defenses problems that drew them in opening up spaces for other players, mm-hmm. uh, specifically Timo Pukki and Emmanuel Reynoso. Uh, it, it looked like a much more potent attack than we saw against uh, Seattle three days prior. And having a true winger up there certainly, certainly helped. Yeah, with, with Bongi out injured, um, we, uh, we had talked about it before the match going, eh, it'd be nice to see uh, a little more offense up on that wing. And, and, and when the team acquired to jury Shradi, we we both were like eh, you know depth piece he's he's a veteran he's been around you know you looked at his you looked at his playing resume and you go he's been in a lot of different uh towns he's he's but he's done pretty well so yeah. you didn't really know what to expect but uh he played um he played like a veteran you know he made smart he made great decisions but he also the guy still got a little speed left to him and and so this is uh to jury Shradi is, is probably a little more than what we thought we got. So that's a great news. That's very good news. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think he may be one of the more, one of the more potent signings that they have. One of their signings of the seasons. If Timo Pukki uh, doesn't uh, get to the goal scoring form that we thought he would uh, is certainly Ishmael to jury Shradi is one of their best signings of the season. Um, now, after that win, after another clean sheet for the Loons defense, Dane, Dane St. Clair's eighth of his of the season. Uh, obviously, a couple records were broken as well. Last night we mentioned on the broadcast, or at least tied mm-hmm. in Emmanuel Reynoso's case, tied Darwin Quintero for most regular season penalty kicks and most uh, goals in all competitions. Dane St. Clair. And, uh, and um, multi-point games, multi-goal oh. games. There we go. I think I think and he equaled Darwin on that uh, with six multi-goal games. There we go. I yeah. didn't know about that one. Uh, but then uh, Dane St. Clair passed Bobby Shuttleworth for mm-hmm. most regular season saves in club history. So uh, Dane St. Clair will certainly put that one out well out of reach of most other keepers because uh, I assume he'll be here for quite a while. Uh, 26 years old. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, but Loons get another solid defensive effort. Weren't really tested a whole lot. There was one chance late in the game where Colorado made a fast break and Dane St. Clair had to come up with a monster save to save the clean sheet. But other than that, Colorado put in an effort, but they really just couldn't get anywhere near the net. It felt like. 
Yeah, they they really didn't do much up in the up the middle. They played a couple of new acquisitions up the middle. Middle it was uh, Navarro and help me out for a minute. Tavares. Uh, Tavares and those two really didn't have much of an impact on the match. And, and you know, give credit on that, I guess, to um, Miguel and and Deboxi. Uh, they pretty much took away the middle of the pitch, and um, it was a very physical match. Five was it? Five yellow cards for. For uh, the visitors and yeah, in the second two, half. two for Minnesota, one, one for Minnesota. Well, just one, and it was funny because we were talking at uh, we were talking at halftime about Marcos de Oliveira, the uh, the referee, and we were just saying, well, he's going to have to start calling some fouls and and taking control because it, the uh, the physical play and the chippiness kind of escalated towards the end of the second half. Um, and he had, and he did so, and, but you know, that's, that's the way he wants to do it. I think that's the hard way of doing it. I think you toss a couple of those yellow cards in the first half and then you don't have to, uh, <clears throat> you don't have to bring them out so often in the second half, but, um, it was a very physical match. And I think after that one, you kind of go, okay, nobody got hurt as far as we know. So, uh, you came out of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh no one got hurt. They'll be without DJ Taylor for Saturday oh. at San Jose due to yellow card accumulation. But other than that, yeah, came out of it clean, came out of it healthy. So uh, that moves us on to that Seattle or that San Jose match coming up Saturday mm-hmm. night, uh, 9.30 p.m. kickoff, 9 p.m. pre-match show on 1500 ESPN, uh, 1500ESPN.com and the Score North mobile app. Dan, after last night's uh, performances and some of the other scores that we'll get to in a second, Minnesota move up to seventh place. In the Western Conference, they now sit three points behind, or no, sorry, not three points, five points shy of just of second place in the Western Conference. Uh, not not very far to go from uh, from here up to second, all the way up to second place. Uh, they sit three points shy of fourth place. So a win on Saturday and some other results going your way. Well, this could be in a home yeah. playoff spot already. Uh, it, it's amazing how tight it is, and we we talk about this every every season. And this one is even actually tighter. Uh, St. Louis has a little, uh, just a little bit of wiggle room at the top, and that's about the only spot where there's a little space. And otherwise, uh, it, it's up for grabs. And and that's why if I think it was so big for Timu Puki to score last night and to kind of get a feel for things, because you know I still think this club. Has I know this club has the potential to make a run here late, especially if Bongi comes back healthy. We don't know if he uh, if he got on the plane to San Jose or not, um, but I hope that if he did not, then he's back by the following weekend uh, because he was playing so well, and it's only going to make Pookie better and and more space for guys like Reynoso and uh, whoever's on the wing, whether, you know, it's to jury Shradi up on the other side now with Bongi. It feels like we saw the start of this in the, in the uh, league cup. And now we just need to continue that. Um, And that's what it comes down to really here down the stretch. Jonathan is, is are we scoring two, three goals a match? Are we back to scoring, you know, zero or one? If it's the first part and we're scoring two, three a match, we're going to win enough games to compete for home field advantage. And if we fall back into the old ways where uh, one goal is about all we can muster, it's going to be a grind. And we're going to battle this thing out and just try and get into the playoffs. So it's going to be it's going to be intense here the next uh, three, four weeks. I think the thing that was nice to see out of yesterday was a home win because yeah. we haven't had a whole lot of those in the regular season this year. 
Balloons still have the second worst home record in the league, but uh, if you can change that around <laughs> over the last nine games, there's what six home games left to yeah. go this season in nine games. Uh, if you can turn that around, make Allianz Field a fortress again, you can uh, you can see yourself up the Western Conference pretty pretty quickly and make yourself a very tough team to beat in the playoffs. Uh, so let's take a look at some of those other scores from across the league yesterday that uh, saw Minnesota get boosted up the Western Conference. Looking mainly at Western Conference scores, Seattle win 2-1 to over Austin, although that is a very questionable result because there was a ball from Austin, a goal from Austin, that was clearly across the line. Stefan Fry clearly uh, say, had his hands on it, but the ball was completely over the goal line. And uh, – for some reason, goal line technology just is not in this country, and the ball, it's the goal was uh, the goal was waved off. Even though the <laughs> ball, even though there is a clear visual from down the line, you can see the ball clearly over over the line. That, but it was called off. So Seattle get two, get all three points last night against Austin. Uh, I, I know Austin fans, and I know a lot of neutral fans are very irritated by the fact that a goal was waved off when it shouldn't have been. What what happened? And I and I saw that, and I all I could think of was okay. What happened? Uh, instant replay VAR is there to get that right. And by the way, can we spend one hundred and fifty bucks and put a GoPro up above the goalpost so we can see that from above? Well, the thing How is, tough that is that in, in Europe they have basically they have the same system that tennis uses for for tracking mm-hmm. balls that are out. I don't remember what it's called. Yep. I, uh, but they have the same thing. And the refs basically just get a signal on their watch. Yeah, ball has gone across. It's a goal. Or ball has not gone across. Not a goal. And there's no arguing it because it's it's all just done by technology. It tells you when it's passed. We saw it at the World Cup where it it goes down to like millimeters that it is that accurate and will tell you if it if if the ball is across the net or not. For some reason we just don't have it. We didn't use it. And uh, a goal a goal that was clearly in was waved off for some reason, and see well, get all three points. That may come down to affect standings in the Western Conference playoffs. Makes you wonder if, if VR, VAR didn't have that angle from the side, and why wouldn't they? Because you could, and what do you do? You look for that, and you go, okay, can I see any green between the ball and the line? And and as well, I watch it, I go, yeah, there's a little bit of green there. There's a, there, there, you know, and that's what you look for. If you can't see the green and they do it and they do it in the NFL all the time when a player, whether his foot is inbounds or out of bounds as he's on the sideline, they zoom in and you go, okay, is there any green between the sideline in this case be the goal line and his foot in this case would be the ball. And it looked to me like, yeah, there's a, there's a little, I can see a little turf a in there. So uh, uh, other results from yesterday, Vancouver get a one nil win over Chicago, Houston, a two nil win over Columbus. Houston are a very interesting team this season, yeah. all the way up in fourth place. They missed the playoffs last year, missed them the past couple of years. I think obviously new management in uh, Ben Olson. He's done an excellent job turning that club around. Uh, they are a very tough team to beat at home. They're a very easy team to beat on the road. Uh, that is a very interesting team because they continue to beat really good teams. Rail Salt Lake, they beat on Sunday in a three nil effort in Salt Lake. Salt Lake uh, lost last night as well, two to one to Portland. That's a team that's going to struggle. That seems to be struggling at all the wrong times. They were up in <sighs> third place, I believe, heading yeah. into Sunday, and now they have dropped all the way down to sixth. And t- Minnesota are two points shy of them, or passing them in the standings. So, uh, good time for Real Salt Lake to start fumbling, and good time for Minnesota to start carrying the ball and uh, keep it going and climbing up the Western Conference. 
Yeah, nobody wins in Houston because it's 120 degrees. Nobody wants to be there. Um, and 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 I'll go back to what I've said many times. It's a, it's a league of three wins or three losses. And you win three in a row and you can go from out of the playoffs to home field advantage in the playoffs. If you drop three in a row, you can go from, you know, third or fourth in the league to out of the playoffs. So if if what the MLS wants is parity, they've got it because it's it's so it's so easy to move up and so easy to move down. And um yeah, and and Real Salt Lake just kind of took a little tumble here. So another team that uh dropped points and dropped places last night, San Jose Earthquakes. Minnesota will face them on Saturday, as we already mentioned. Uh, they uh, they played, they hosted the LA Galaxy last night in the Cali Classico, the, the last game of the night. Tyler Boyd's, Boyd scores in the 16th minute to put LA up three, or put them up 1-0. And then San Jose get a two-minute quick fire, uh, two-minute double with an own goal from Calgary, and then <laughs> Evo BC scores in the 31st minute. The 29th minute own goal by, by LA Galaxy. Jeremy Evo BC scores in the 31st minute to give San Jose a shock 2-1 lead, but then in the second half, Ricky Pooch and Dejan Jovelic score in the 50th and 61st minute in a wild game last night, and LA Galaxy keep their slim playoff hopes alive and get a win. Minnesota now jump San Jose in the standings due to goal differential. LA Galaxy stay within, if I'm going to do my math correctly, quickly here, five points of the final playoff spot mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. Uh, so, Interesting times in the Western Conference. Oh, also, uh, Cincinnati won 2-1 last night in a comeback effort. They went down early to Atlanta, a 10th-minute goal by Mascara, but then two goals in the 75th and 80th minute by Cincinnati give them the win, and they become the first team in Major League Soccer to clinch a playoff spot already. Wow. Well, that's that happened fast. It seems like that's a little early, but yeah. Um yeah, so what we want now is you want Colorado to start knocking off teams that are in the playoffs. You know, now that we've gotten our three points from Colorado, six points from Colorado, now you want Colorado to start winning, and you want the LA Galaxy to keep winning because uh, that'll only help as they play teams in the top. Well, well we got to play Seattle. We got to play LA Galaxy twice. Right, so right. I Not against them to start us, losing. obviously. So I prefer them to start losing so then they just realize, ah, season's over, we're not going to make the playoffs. Let's just take it easy from here on out. You think scenario. they'll coast for us? I doubt it. So. Oh, I, don't, I doubt any team will ever coast, but no, it'd no. be nice. All right, so uh, that's all said. So, Dan, uh, we did this late last season. I'm going to bring it back. Let's predict what? the rest of the schedule. We're not oh keeping track. God. This is just this just for fun. We're now in single digits okay. left in the season, so we can do this. Uh, at San Jose on Saturday. Win. Win-loss draw. Win? Win. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a win. Uh, at home against New England the following Saturday. Mm. I will give uh, you some some. I'm gonna go New win. England. Yeah, New England's second place team in the Eastern Conference, ten zero and three at home, three five and four on the road this season. Yeah, I I think I think we're on a roll. I'm gonna I'm gonna go win on that. I was thinking draw, but I'm gonna go win. I think they'll squeak out a win too. Yeah. Uh, although I'm kind of leaning draw on that one, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, me too. Uh, then they followed up uh, a week later at home against Sporting Kansas City, who are. Currently 11th place, 29 points, four points out of the final playoff spot. Uh, they are one, six and six on the road this season. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to reverse that. I'm going to go draw against new England and win against sporting Kansas city. I'm changing my mind. You're taking what I was going to do. I'll stick with it. 
I'll stick with this. Yes. Minnesota have a four-game winning streak. Uh, I think they'll get the win there against Sporting Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's not good on the road, uh, although Sporting Kansas City is always, always, for some reason, one of this team's bogey teams. Oh, to get over it. Hold on, though. We're going to be without um, without Pookie and without um, uh, Rosales for a couple of those. I, yeah, I think for the New England one. Let me see. J- just uh, Is it just? No, I think Rosales has gone longer, but I think Pookie is just maybe New England. Because uh, they both got called up to international duty, so um, I know. But I, that won't. I guess that won't change. If it's just Rosales, that won't change my picks. I don't think so. Two internationals called up. Let's see, uh, September seventh and September tenth for Pookie. So he should be mm-hmm. back in time for that. Yeah, he should be back in time for that Sporting Kansas City one. Okay, Rosales will be gone until that Tuesday, September twelfth. Okay, so he may not be back in time. Okay, that but that still puts us at. I'd still go with a tie, New England, and a win over Sporting. So yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, change I think without Pookie, that's going to be a draw for. Yeah, New let's let's uh, go that way. A win against Sporting Kansas City for me. Then you go on the road to LA Galaxy. I, I feel like that's going to be a loss. I don't think they can get a point out of there. So then that means they will go into a home game against mm-hmm. St. Louis, and we've already seen that they beat St. Louis once this season on the road in St. Louis. They're one of the few teams to do it. Do the loons pull off the double against the new team. Man, I sure hope so, but I think for prediction's sake, I have to say no. That's going to be a loss. You're thinking a home loss? Yeah, I just, I'm not convinced that we've got that touch at home yet. Okay. I think they'll pull out a draw, although okay. St. Louis, they are great at home, as we've seen, 10-3-1. and one. They are pretty dang good on the road as well, 5-6-1 and one on the road, so... That could be that's going to be a really tricky game for the Loons. They've got a tricky stretch fi- final what five games of the season. So, yeah. Loons really need to get some points here as quickly as yeah. they can and lock up a playoff spot as quickly as they can cuz uh their final stretch of the season is not easy cuz after St. Louis they'll host San Jose, which we both said should be a win this weekend. Do they pull off the double against San Jose? Win. Yep. Win. win. W. Yep. I'm right yep. there with you. Then they go on the road a couple days later to LAFC. I think this one's a loss for me. <laughs> I'm going to go draw on this one. Ooh. Yep. I'm going to go. They get a point out of there. I felt like between St. Louis and LAFC, teams that are one and two in the league, I felt like, okay, between those two, we're going to get a point. So that's the way I'm going with that. Okay. All right. That's fair. They'll come home and they'll face the other LA side. They'll play LA Galaxy at home. By that time, LA Galaxy may or may not be eliminated from playoff contention. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, your thoughts on that game? They will have uh, LA Galaxy will be out of it, and they will already have moved to Reno, Nevada. So they will be <laughs> gone. So uh, they, they, I'm, I'm going to go win there. I think they they get revenge on the Galaxy and they get a W at home. That's fair. I think they get a win there. And that one well. will probably make us feel like okay. They're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. They may not have clinched at that point, but it'll be very close. Well, that's not good because their final game of the season comes <laughs> up after that, and they have to go on the road to Sporting Kansas City, where they have been yeah. abysmal. Like that's that's putting it lightly. I feel they have been <laughs> atrocious at Kansas City outside of the one playoff win. Everything right. else has just been a nightmare. It's been a horror show down there. Can they yeah. turn it around on decision day? With the playoffs yes. on the line, yes, votes. yes. No, I, I think what'll happen is it'll turn out that they will make the playoffs 
They won't need to win to make the playoffs because teams above them will uh, will drop, and they will. But I still think they'll get the win. I think they'll go into the playoffs with a with a three point decision and be on a pretty good side. But I don't think that'll be enough to get them a home playoff match. All right, that's fair. I think it'll be very tricky. I'm leaning towards a loss, even though I don't want to. But we'll see. I'm hoping that it's at least a draw. Obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see. It's I hate going to Sporting Kansas City because I think it is always just a horror show and it's a nightmare. Yeah. But I think the difference between, and I think this team will make the playoffs, the difference between playoffs and home field advantage would be getting that an extra point or three against St. Louis and uh, against that first game in L.A. against the Galaxy. Those are the two ones. If they can find a way to get four points or six points out of those two, then all of a sudden I think we're we're looking at going into uh, Kansas City with a chance to – you know, get a win and, and, and with a little help, get a home, home playoff game. So. Yeah. All right. So then that leads us into the predictor where we'll actually keep track of these predictions. Mm -hmm. We'll just predict the next week's games or on Saturday's games, at least uh, Saturday and Sunday's games. So Dan, uh, explain away what the predictor is. Yep. The predictor, we predict three matches, including the upcoming Minnesota United match. If you get the uh, winner or a draw correct, you get a point. If you get the score exactly right, you get a bonus point. That hardly ever happens. So uh, yeah, here we go. This will be a fun one. I do not have uh, the accountability session for the predictor or write that down. So we'll just go right into our predictions. Yep. Yep. You're fired. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Who's up first, me or you? Needless to say, I'll just recap the score lines from last week uh, before we made our predictions. Mm-hmm. I was on 25 points. AJ was on 24, and you were on 23. So oh, I will so go close. first since I am ahead according to those last predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will start off with the Minnesota score line, Minnesota-San Jose. I am going a 2-1 win for Minnesota. Okay, good. You didn't take my score. I have Minnesota 2-San Jose nil. Ooh, Dane St. Clair's ninth clean sheet of the season. I yeah, like it. Well, he didn't st- hang on. That's coming up later. Oh, all right. Uh, next up for me, I am going to predict. Uh, I'm going to stay away from LAFC Miami. That could be <laughs> that could be a weird one because who knows if Messi will play. I mean, that's cross country. We've had a lot of games lately. We'll see. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I want to predict that one. I'm going to pick on some LA Galaxy right now. LA Galaxy hosts Houston Dynamo tonight or on Saturday night. And Houston Dynamo are 2-0 in their last two matches against some pretty good competition. Yeah. They scored five in those games, given up none. I will think I think they will continue the clean sheet status. They'll get a 2-0 road win against the LA Galaxy. Oh, I looked at that match and I decided to leave it alone because I just I in the back of my mind, I feel like the Galaxy might make a push. So I'm not sure where they're at. So I left that one alone. The one I did jump on was Nashville and Charlotte, Nashville three, Charlotte one. That was just too, that was too tempting not to take that one. That's fair. That's a good one to take. I'm going to pick on the team that we just saw. Well, maybe we'll see. I'm I'm looking at these games and kind of deciding on the spot, which ones I want to choose here. Yeah. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick on Colorado because I don't see Toronto. on the list. <laughs> maybe they are. And I'm just not looking. Yeah, they were, they were pretty bad. I'm going to pick on Colorado here. They'll go to Real Salt Lake. Uh, Colorado anyways. Well, it's a derby there between those two sides. Rocky Mountain Cup, I believe it's called, between those two teams. Real Salt Lake, not a good stretch of games coming out of League's Cup. They're looking to rebound. They've got the chance to do it. They're playing against a side that has just been abysmally bad scoring. 
it'll be a four nil route for Salt Lake. Four nil. Okay. Oh, All crazy right. scores. Four nil. Yikes. Okay. Uh, I have you stayed away from Sunday's matchup between LAFC and Miami. I see. Yeah, I didn't want to choose that one. I'm not afraid of it. LAFC okay. LAFC one Miami one. Ooh, another draw. That's going to really hinder their chances of making the playoffs because they had a draw last night. More on that to come and write that down. Oh, you're gonna, teaser. You're gonna, that was a pre- teaser. You're gonna pre- you're gonna predict against yourself and write that down. <laughs> oh no! So, no. Nope. Let's get to write that down nope. then. Uh, since we've nope. already teased, we've already got through the predictor. Write that down as our other soccer-related prediction segment, where we each make three soccer-related predictions. One of them has to be Minnesota United-related. They don't necessarily have to be scoreline-related, anyways. Uh, and we'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call those goals, and the person with the most goals at the end of the year wins a golden boot. I have not, as I said, come up with the accountability session, so I don't know who's has right predictions or not. Uh, but the score fired. lines, score lines as of last week, AJ was in the lead, 22 points. Dan, you have 20 goals, and I have eight. So that means since uh, you're the leader out of two of us, you get to go first. Okay, which one do I go to? Um, okay, um, Dane St. Clair will end the regular season with 11 clean sheets. He will okay. tie Vito Minoni for the club record. Okay, good. You didn't take mine then. I oh, had you had one. Okay, go. I had I had this. Write this down. Dane St. Clair will break the single season clean sheets record for Minnesota United. Write that down. Wow. Okay, that'll be fun. Good. Can't wait. I'm not even predicting it's 12. I'm just saying he's going to break the record. Okay, I'm going to go against kind of what I said when we predicted the rest of the season, but I'm going to throw this yep. out there. Minnesota will clinch a playoff spot before decision day. Okay. I like it. That makes me feel. I just hope it's true. I just want it to be true. (laughs) Write that down. That makes me feel a little bit more calm about decision day. Uh, Write this down. I need bunt singles at this point, and I've got plenty of them stored up. Colorado will be the first team eliminated from the playoffs, right? Oh, jeez, that could it didn't that could happen before they play again. That could just uh, yeah, happen. From, probably could. That could happen just from somebody watching the replay of Wednesday. Yeah. Um, okay, here's my last. Write this down. Uh, Messi, who uh, did not score last night. Yeah, no one did for Wednesday night. This is it was a scoreless draw, nil nil yep. draw. He will not score on Sunday against LAFC. Then their next opponent is Sporting Kansas City. He will score two or more goals against them. Wow, parlay. That's a big parlay. I like this one. I feel really good about that. Write that down. Well, hold on, because he's what? off on international break. So I just want to, I'm just trying to protect oh, you here. Who is? I don't want to. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Is he going to miss? Is he going to miss one of those? He is he going to miss? Probably will. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, me hang see. on. So if he's gone, I forgot about that. Let's see. I should have just let you go with it, but I'm not going to be that mean. He should. Uh, okay. So he won't, he, he should be in LA. He should play LAFC on Sunday. Yes. He okay. won't play against sporting Kansas city. Okay. So let's just, let's just bump that to his first match back after the, uh, his international duty. He will score two or more goals. Okay. Write that down. Do it that way. Uh, I forgot about this, the international break. Write this down. Um, I'll stick with the inner Miami theme here. Write this down. Inner Miami. They made the U.S. Open Cup final. They will host it against Houston coming up mm-hmm. later in September. Write this down. They will win the U.S. Open Cup final. Oh, okay. It's, so two it's, trophies in a in a span of a couple. Months write that down. Lionel Messi in Inter Miami. Write that down. Yeah, and before he got there, they sucked. Um, has anybody? Yeah. Did you? I remind me now before we wrap up. Did you predict that Miami would make the playoffs? Has anybody predicted that? 
Yeah, so we both did. did. We both did. Which I know we can't do, but I it was one of those weeks where I had forgotten to do uh, (laughs) the accountability (laughs) session, and you had done it the week before that I, you know, just hadn't done. So we both Uh, predicted. I couldn't remember. I I, right now I'm so I kind of wish I wouldn't have. So I'm starting to think they're not going to make it. You can hedge against it if you want. Bet against you my get a point, but you also get a point. There's so. no rules. There's no rules in here. There's it's no free rules against that. That's been done before. That's yeah, I might have to. Before, so. I'm starting you to want think to. They you won't. got one final pick. Yeah. Wait, no, you don't. Because you. No, I'm done. I'm done pick. for this week. I'm bad. But there's at this always next thing. week. I'm bad at this hosting thing. We've known that for a while, though. Uh, but I still get employed <laughs> to do hosting, so I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, that has been write that down. That has been Loon Talk for this week. No AJ because he is off being a busy worker and working at the state fair and driving home traffic and didn't want to join us from the phone, from rush hour traffic and endanger the lives of other people. So good for him. He's a, he's a good human being. Uh, Dan, good stuff from you today. We will talk to you Sun or Saturday night, 9 PM pre-match show, 9 30 PM kickoff. We will still be awake. I'll be watching a wrestling pay-per-view at the same time as watching the loons game. You will be three. I got a nap Four whiskeys deep. I got a nap programmed here on my phone, so I'm going to take a nap and I'll be good to go. A nap is what we call whiskeys in the business. Can't wait. <laughs> whiskey nap. A little whiskey nap and then we'll go and uh, hopefully beat San Jose. That'd be perfect. So That would be a good result. Uh, Dan, we'll talk to you then. And then we'll be right back here for Loon Talk whenever we decide to record it again. Loon fans, we'll talk to you then. See you.